When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. Shay, kicking off this week's edition with news of a five-star flip. LSU got Weston Davis, the Beaumont United offensive lineman, to flip from Texas A&M to LSU. This is a guy that not only Brad Davis and the staff have been high on for quite some time, but us at On3, having him inside the top 20 as a five-star prospect are high on as well. LSU gets him to come on over from the Aggies. This was a massive piece of news that broke Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, we talked all about guys committed to A&M, Draylon Miller, AD commits. Everyone's asking about Terry Bussey, the five-star athlete out of Tim Center. Gabe Relliford and Dom McKinley, some Louisiana D linemen committed to the Aggies. And here comes Weston Davis, oh so quietly. Uh, Billy, not a guy who does a lot of interviews, doesn't do much on social media, took his visits in June. And remember back then in June, Billy, we really thought, and we weren't the only ones, that when Weston was about to commit, it was it might be LSU. And A&M closed over the, that week and those coming days uh, following an official visit. And it, that kind of that was that at the moment. There goes Brad Davis sticking on him. Uh, Steve DeMeo uh, did a big job here uh, as an assistant on the offensive line side and really just continued to grind away. And I go back to what people kind of in the Golden Triangle area out of Beaumont were saying that Weston, one of his first out-of-state offers was LSU. Beyond Alcorn State, LSU was the first out-of-state offer that Brad Davis had said on him, that he had liked LSU, and that Early on, Billy, we were throwing him in our class prediction pieces and saying, hey, look, this is one of the earliest guys they've identified. We were surprised, obviously, to hear, oh, wow, they're flipping him from A&M. But the end result of Weston ending up at LSU is actually not that surprising to me. Yeah, this is one that, like you said, we had early in our class predictions. It was kind of one of those recruitments where when you and I talked about it this spring, you know, Beaumont not being far from Baton Rouge, uh, Beaumont also not being far from College Station. It wasn't really a distance thing. It was who he was going to end up feeling was best for him. And, you know, he was a part of a large group of, of guys that ended up committing to Texas A&M this summer that are all really close. Um, and, and we've covered that you know, throughout their recruitments, uh, both, you know, now looking at potential flip candidates and and how close they are with guys like Draylon Miller and, and Terry Bussey. But, you know, Weston was probably the most quiet out of all of them. Um, I talked with him right after his official visit to LSU. He said he loved it. There was certainly buzz around LSU, um, but Texas A&M had, you know, put in, you know, their own fair share of work and were, were able to get him on board this summer. There are a couple of people on our board that that kind of made note of this over the last couple of weeks, especially early on. So kudos to them uh, for for hearing about it. But uh, it was one of those things that 
kind of like Kylan Singleton, LSU didn't need to get him back on campus to flip him. And so it's a really intriguing flip from that regard because as we've tracked him throughout this fall, he was some somebody that we knew LSU wasn't giving up on because we heard, okay, all right, maybe, maybe this was the weekend he'd come in for a visit. Well, you know, Arkansas game passes, Auburn game passes. They get into the bye week. Well, okay, maybe the Florida game. You knew Texas A&M that weekend was one that you'd potentially circle. But for them to get him flipped without having him visit is is big. It speaks to the job Brad Davis uh, has done recruiting him uh, and recruiting the offensive line in general, which we'll talk about in a second. But A&M is not going to go away. They're, they're not going to let a guy like this just walk out of state and, and out of their class. I'm sure they'll try to swing back. But now LSU is playing out in front in the sense where they have him in their class and they have him flipped, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I was going to – I'm looking right now at uh, the breakdown from Charles Power on uh, that he did with us. If you check it out on the Bengal Tiger, he went in on why they're the highest on Weston Davis. If you're watching on YouTube, we have, him as, we have him as a five-star, the only site to have him as a five-star. We have him as the number three offensive tackle. Um, nobody else uh, even has him close to that. But uh, even bigger, I think, a top 20 overall player in the country, regardless of position. Um, he's outside the top 300 for a couple sites, isn't in the top 150 at Rivals. So this is someone on three is super high on. He's got LSU offers, obviously, but Bama, A&M, um, a number of programs, Oklahoma, were heavily involved here. And Charles said, look, we think he's one of the most physically gifted guys in this class. He noted 6'6", 280, and 35-plus-inch arms would make him one of the longest offensive tackles this cycle. And that Beaumont United team, I know people in Texas know this, but their basketball program is a very good one, and he is a significant contributor on the basketball team. So you get a feel for kind of what he can do with his movement, um, but Charles kind of compared him in a way to Zalance heard of absolutely nasty run blocker right now. As he gets better with pass pro, then that's where the upside is. He's going to continue to develop. He's kind of late to football. He's been playing basketball most of his life. But Charles also pointed out something we should say, which I think is a nice segue into what Brad Davis and the staff have done. Three straight years, they will have signed a five-star offensive tackle uh, once Weston Davis signs with LSU. That's rare uh, for any school, really. And the goal for, obviously, a team like LSU, who you play in the SEC, you want to win in the trenches, you got to get the best on both sides and certainly on the offensive line. To get three five-stars in a row, not only to have three really good classes, but in each class of a five-star offensive tackle, that's elite, elite recruiting. Yeah, and I, I think Brad Davis deserves a lot of credit because one thing we've talked a ton about with Brad Davis and the job that he does year in, year out, is he casts a wide net. He goes with guys that they're on early, that they feel really good from an eval perspective. Uh, they've got Ori Williams. They've got Ethan Calloway, Weston Davis now in this class, um, Kyrie Lee uh, in state, Joe Cryer in state, uh, guys that kind of you know were offered even a little bit later than those guys. But they also have gotten year in, year out, some of the best offensive linemen in the country on campus. They haven't landed all of them by any means, but you look at the group that they signed last year, fending off, you know, Michigan, Auburn for DJ Chester. They got Zalance Hurd, um, a five-star. Um, they, they got Kyrie Adams, a highly touted guy. They've continued 
to recruit at a high level at that position. And I think Brad Davis and the the whole crew that that helps with, you know, the evaluations in that in that room deserve a lot of credit. You mentioned Steve DeMeo, uh, Carl St. Cyr uh, is another uh, that that group has gotten it done. They've been the most consistent out of anyone, I would say, uh, on the staff and and at recruiting at a high level. And that's really, really important to build up those trenches. And, you know, we we saw where LSU's offensive line was when Ed Ogeron left. It is night and day, and you've got to give the staff credit for for how they've reshaped it. Well, and I, I noted about Weston Davis being the first out-of-state offer. This is when, beyond Alcorn State, um, you know, for Weston, he picked up a couple of smaller in-state offers at the time. But when you think about the marriage between a personnel department and then your on-field staff, so these guys watch film. You know, like Brad Davis can't watch every alignment in the country, so especially when they're sophomores or whatever it yeah. might be. So these guys go in, a guy like Carl St. Cyr, Finds a guy like Ethan Calloway at the, you know, on the East Coast. And at the time had no offers, had no rankings. And LSU became his very first offer. He's now committed and he's also a top 100 player. He's an on three top 10 offensive tackle. So you've got two top 10 offensive tackles now in this cycle. That bodes well when you're talking about, okay, how good year over year can we be at O-line recruiting? Well, every year they're proving, hey, we're on these guys early. They end up being really highly ranked. We get them committed. We get them to campus. And then that extra added piece here is what we're seeing. This O-line has played excellent this year, Billy. Like, unbelievable. And this it was a Joe Moore Award, award winner in 2019. But now they're trending back towards that. So the development is there for Brad Davis to say, hey, look, this is what I can do for guys. I, um, I'm with you. I think the O-line is the best position they're recruiting right now. Yeah. And so kudos to him. We could go on and on about the the group that they've got um, a lot of upside, a lot of size, a lot of all the things that you look for in terms of offensive linemen traits wise. Uh, they've got them and they, they got a huge piece now uh, committed in Weston Davis. So um, now reel them all in with national letters of intent and turn the page to 2025, <laughs> um, which which he just keeps doing very, very well, uh, getting ahead on classes and things like that, teeing himself up well. Uh, Shay, LSU went into the Lone Star State, and one of the things the Lone Star State is known for are their boots. And uh, that's why we've got a segue into Perkins Rose Tecovis store uh, in Baton Rouge. I know it's in Louisiana, but Tecovis, uh, you know, producing the highest quality that you can find when it comes to cowboy boots right now. Um, and whether it's your leather belts, your uh, bags, they've got incredible duffel bags and wallets and, and things like that, as well as just shirts, jeans, um, polos, all those things. It's the time is now as it's starting to cool down a little bit um, and get into that Tacovis store in Baton Rouge at Perkins Row. Tell them the guys from the Bengal Tiger sent you. Grab yourself a new pair of boots um, or whatever leather uh, item you want to uh, you know check out there at Tacovis because you can get a complimentary beer or beverage, get your boots shined, do whatever, pick out your next pair of Tacovis boots at the Perkins Row store. I actually went by Perkins Row uh, already today around lunchtime, uh, rolled in. It is much bigger than it even looks online. Uh, great folks over there. So continue to go check them out. And I will note, Billy, it's 55 degrees in Baton Rouge right now. That's like boot weather. That's flannel vet, you know, jacket weather. That's uh, pants weather. They have it all. I'm telling you, the store was way bigger than I anticipated. So 
Um, shout out to everyone here at the Baton Rouge Jacoba store. They've got a very nice setup over there. So yeah, if you're out checking out anything in the movies or eating out in Perkins Road, hitting Barnes and Noble, whatever you're doing, uh, swing over. It is a very, very cool store. Yeah, it's in the high 40s, low 50s here as well. So certainly time to uh, get get those boots and, and break them out. Um, Shay, we move on to quarterbacks uh, and, and LSU does have their 2024 commit, Colin Hurley, who just won a district championship, probably had his best game of the year uh, against Providence. They won 40-9 to to win another district championship. They'll now get ready to make their push for a state championship. Mike Denbrock was there on Thursday to check in on Colin, but I believe he completed 20 of 24 passes uh, off the top of my head uh, and, and was able to uh, you know, really raise that completion percentage that, that you wanted to see. That was something that, you know, during this year, we talked about wanting to see improvements. Um, but yeah, 20 of 24, 287 yards and three touchdowns as Trinity rolled to a district championship. So a um, little bit of good luck uh, brought to Colin Hurley from Mike Denbrock there. Big time. And Denbrock got to go watch him uh, practice. And uh, as you noted, the, they've had their quarterback now committed for, in fact, he committed in early November of a year ago. So we're probably coming up on the one-year mark of Hurley being committed. And because of that, Billy, they've had a year at Joe Sloan, um, largely as the quarterback's coach has had a year to recruit for next year. And I know we talk about it on every pod, but we've got some notable McIntyre and Underwood news, uh, Bryce Underwood news. They are the number one and two quarterbacks for next year's class. And Billy, you hopped on a flight, you went up to Nashville, you watched George McIntyre play who McIntyre is as I noted, the number two quarterback is a five-star on the on-three industry rankings, um, ranked only behind Bryce Underwood in the quarterback ratings nationally on the on-three industry ranking. But he's got LSU, he's got Bama, he's got Tennessee. as the three teams that are really in the mix there. You flew up there, and who'd you see on the sideline? Old Joe Sloan from LSU, quarterback's coach. Um, LSU on bye, obviously. So he gets out on the road on Thursday night, Billy, and um, I guess what you see from a, a McIntyre team that you've talked about already has kind of had some ups and downs this year, but he's had most of the ups. Yeah, uh, we were pretty much on a college campus at Montgomery Bell, one of the nicest uh, private schools you'll find uh, anywhere in the country. But, you know, Brentwood is, like you said, kind of had their lumps this year. Um, I believe they, they have one, one win on the year. And McIntyre, I, I got to give him credit uh, for an offense that, has you know limited tools around him i would say he really kind of gets out of that offense at times and makes some plays he's able to extend really well um buy some time throws on the move and against his body even better than i thought uh in the second half he did have an interception but other than that i thought that was his better half out of the two now Shay, you and i were texting and and uh as the weston davis news broke this is a game where George McIntyre had six total drives. Six. It, it's I've never seen anything like it. Montgomery Bell was able to turn on the chew clock on NCAA 14 and just snap it with one, two seconds left each time. You know, and because of that, uh, Brentwood Academy had to play a little ball control too. This wasn't up tempo by any means. I think the game was over and two hours and 15 minutes. Um, but I came away impressed. He's a long, tall, skinny quarterback, um, but he's got some really nice natural whip to his arm. 
for for having that that long body. He gets it out pretty quick. Yeah, go if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, um, Billy's got all of the the video he took from the game. He is he looks really good, Billy, and you can tell he's got he's a former he's a basketball player, not former plays basketball as well. Obviously, he's what six five? How tall is he? Six six? Yeah, um, pushing that, pushing it. Uh, well, he's a big, big, big kid, as you said, but he moves so well and throws it on the run really well and. There's there were some incompletions in there where still you were like a college receiver catches that easily when he's making some of these throws. So someone's walking away in a good spot. I think it's going to be LSU, Bama or Tennessee. I'm not sure, um, but clearly they've had a year plus to work on McIntyre. He already saw LSU beat Bama in Tiger Stadium last year. He was back again for a game this year. Um, I'm curious. I bet he'll be at the uh, LSU Bama game this weekend. So. LSU remains firmly in the mix, but he does not have a decision date set, and he wants to wait until later in his junior year, not even season, just year. Meanwhile, another guy does have a decision date set. Number one player in the country, the number one quarterback, Bryce Underwood. We talk about about him every podcast probably, Billy, but when Joe Sloan uh, left you, you went back to Duncanville to watch a, a rain out, I guess, or a I pretty tried. rainy one. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, Joe Sloan hopped on a plane and flew up to Michigan to watch Bryce Underwood. They opened the playoffs. They got a big win. Underwood looked unbelievable. But I think the most notable news of the week is that we knew January 6th was the date. Now it's been confirmed. That is certainly when it's going to happen. Yeah, and I think one more note on McIntyre. Now, as we segued into Bryce Underwood's decision date, you could pretty much put, I think, George McIntyre kind of on that commitment watch uh, for wherever he's going to go once Bryce Underwood's decision is done. And who knows when exactly. Um, George has been pretty quiet in terms of, you know, he's not tweeting anything really. He's not, you know, drumming anything up this fall as he's taking game visits. Um, but just getting a, a feel around some people uh, around that program, I, I would say he could be up next uh when it comes to decisions um right after bryce underwood and yeah bryce underwood is sticking to that commitment date and lsu and michigan are battling it out and at this point with him in the playoffs now you kind of look at his schedule and it's going to be kind of hard for him to make a any more game day visits um even the state championship game for michigan i believe i was talking with ej holland who uh is on our michigan site who's there as well that state championship game is Sunday uh, after Thanksgiving, which is when Ohio State Michigan is, which would kind of be the only game he could really go to. And do you go the night before a state championship game to a college visit? Probably not. No, um, so, more likely a December visit. Yeah. So we'll see kind of what happens with him if he makes his way back to some college campuses for some more visits. But yeah, this one is trending towards that LSU-Michigan battle. And, you know, I think Michigan was there watching him too. Alabama's uh, – or Michigan was watching George McIntyre as well. Alabama was watching George McIntyre too. But the sense around LSU-Michigan is, you know, LSU is well-positioned. And there's a lot going on with Michigan right now. Will it, It's one of those things. We haven't – heard from a source close to Bryce Underwood that 
ex program leads. And I don't know if many people have uh, even gotten that. Uh, they're playing things close to the vest, but kind of feeling everything out. LSU sits in a good spot here. I'm, uh, if he was deciding today, I would, and I, you made me pick, I would pick LSU. I agree. I think that what LSU's done on offense this year, combined with the development they've had with Jaden Daniels, him being in the Heisman race, coupled with the reality that at LSU you're surrounded by guys like Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, very high likelihood that the number one running back, Harlan Berry, signs with LSU next year. They've already got a five-star receiver in DeCorian Moore, another uh, elite receiver, Louisiana's best receiver in Teron Francis, uh, a.k.a. Manchild. We've talked about O-line recruiting being on fire. I, I would lean LSU right now. I really would. And, yes, the Michigan stuff sort of plays into it. And, look, Michigan's undefeated. Michigan could go on and win national championship. J.J. McCarthy – has better odds right now to win the Heisman than Jaden Daniels does. Like, I know I see all those things, but LSU's got the number one offense in college football. I think that's intriguing to him. And I also think I'll always go back to what, in the very beginning, one of the first interviews he did, we've talked about this, uh, with EJ Holland up at the Michigan site. And he said, I want to play in the SEC. That's kind of what my goal is. And obviously when – you know, you, the dust settles, he's going to look beyond the SEC, and Michigan is obviously could win out here and may win out. But he never warmed up to any SEC team except LSU. And LSU now, after being the only team that got warmed up to, has the best offense in football, has the best quarterback in football, has a staff that's certainly very stable right now in year two. I'm, I'm not putting a pick in, but if you made me pick today, I would lean LSU. I would. Yeah, EJ and I were, were joking. We were just like, is this really going to go basically wire to wire from the beginning of the summer? LSU, Michigan battling it out, and there's no no other school that's going to pop up outside of a brief Colorado visit, and they just took a quarterback. Like, a little Penn it, State are, visit in there. Yeah, Penn State visit. Like, are we, are we being punked or what? <laughs> you know, it's just sometimes recruiting doesn't go that easily in a weird way um, for a number one overall prospect like this. So, We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you right now. If he had to pick today, I'd be hard pressed not to pick LSU. So I'm with you on that. Uh, speaking of uh, big decisions, uh, wherever you put your money and trust people with your money and managing it and helping you build that pot to work out of for retirement or making investments that are wise and helping you grow financially. That's a big decision. And that's why you need to reach out to our friend Zach Payne at Green State Wealth Management. He's a guy that would be over the moon if Bryce Underwood picked the Tigers. He's a big LSU football supporter. Um, so keep that in mind as you support him. Uh, he's able to support more LSU football. Um, but you can reach out to him and his team at 319-358-5632. Zach Payne at greenstatewm.org, Z-A-C-H-P-A-Y-N-E, at greenstatewm.org. Anything you could possibly have questions about, it's free to call them uh, when it comes to financial planning and your financial future. It's never too late to start, and that's why you got to reach out to our friend at uh, Green State Wealth Management, Zach Payne and his team.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Where are we rocking next? Would, what would Zach want us to talk about next would be the question here, Billy. Flipping Aggies. Flipping <laughs> Aggies. All right. Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. Um, okay. So where do we – let's set the stage. Draylon Miller was committed to the Aggies. He decommitted. Nothing's happened there yet. Um, in fact, he was back on AM's campus this past weekend, and now it looks like he may visit Ole Miss this weekend for the AM game. Um, we'll see if he ends up showing up in Oxford. And his dad told you maybe Colorado a visit may happen um, early in November. So perhaps mid-November, late November, we hear something on Draylon Miller. There seemed like, okay, was it? It was like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Billy, it was one of two options. Either it was like he decommitted and flips to LSU immediately, or you're going to, look, his dad went on record with you and said, here's our plan. We're going to take these visits that he would visit some places. He would probably get back to A&M and then he would make a decision. So for me on Draylon Miller, we knew that when it didn't happen right away, that this is probably what's about to happen. It's going to play out into some visits. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, uh, you know, for for everybody who talks about it being right there in front of me with with Draylon's dad saying, "Hey, visits, you know, we're going to take them, all this stuff." Um, people, how quickly they forget Dalen Austin last year. Um, but uh, you know, you try to wade through this and that when it comes to recruiting because look, these kids want their moment, and if Draylon was going to do something that Saturday, we were ready for it. But you know, ultimately, the time came and went. And he's going to take some visits and has, you know, gotten back to College Station already now, which I think is probably the most noteworthy thing out of all these visits. This is still, in my opinion, an LSU A&M battle. Um, Ole Miss, Colorado, like yeah, USC, you can just kind of miss me with it on, you know, him realistically ending up at, at any of those schools in all likelihood. But now LSU's got to buckle in and, and try to land him. Um, you know, he's somebody that I think they, you know, there was enough buzz that you were kind of thinking, okay, maybe this is going to happen pretty quickly. But now that it hasn't, I think we're in for one of those uh, long roads to the finish and we'll kind of have to track it now and it, it might get a little crazy again. Yeah, I think still people would say if he was picking today, maybe it'd be LSU. Um, I'm not certain. I think that here's what I like. If you're not ready to commit that Saturday, don't. Don't decommit from AM, commit to LSU, and then pop back up on AM's campus that next weekend. That just provides for all the drama then. Yeah. Take your time with it. Go through it. I think his dad and him got that fig- part figured out. We'll see ultimately where this falls. LSU already has three receivers committed. Draylon really is the guy that they're on at this point. I won't be shocked if they get into the portal and get a receiver. So this is just one that I'm watching down the stretch that I find intriguing um, just because it's gone from LSU to A&M to kind of flirting with USC to LSU to committed to A&M to decommitted. And 
I'm not saying he's waffling here, but it's clear that two schools have had his attention. Which school ultimately wins out? We'll see. Yep. Well said. Uh, another one that LSU is still working on is Terry Bussey, who was back in College Station as well. Um, we haven't heard anything new since we last talked about him, really, that leads us to believe that a flip is happening or a decommitment's happening. I mean, we'll, like a lot of these guys, we're going to keep an eye on it. Um, that's kind of the name of the game down the stretch. This is about the time of year that, you know, last year we heard a lot about Dalen Austin and Deron Reed and and those guys starting to pick up interest elsewhere. On the flip side of that, Christian Brathwaite, Dylan Carpenter, Morian Pimpton. There were targets down the stretch um, that we were watching closely as far as flips go for LSU. So um, it is that time of year where these kids are getting pulled in different directions and we'll be watching Terry Bussey, you know, closely as well. You know, I think it's going to be interesting with bus. Okay, so I'd really put three. Now that Weston Davis flipped LSU, we've already talked about Draylon Miller, Terry Bussey out of Timson, five-star athlete, then two Louisiana guys, Billy Dominic McKinley and Gabe Relliford on the D-line. Rank those three in order of most, most likely to least likely to flip to LSU. Uh, I would say Draylon most likely. Bussy, I'm torn between Bussy and Relaford. Um, I would say, I would say, I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's kind of Draylon Miller for me right now, and and that's kind of the rest are, I guess, could be three A, three B, Relaford and and uh, Bussy, kind of like a different tier, I guess. Does that make sense? Like tied, very different, very very different reasons, like. Bussy has like the Louisiana ties with some family, but you can tell that, you know, some key people in his family want him super close to like a, you know, college station or what have you um, and like it uh, there. But on the flip side, you've got Relaford who has that Louisiana, you know, native piece. And he was obviously excited about the LSU offer, but on the, at the same token, his folks didn't come down with him for that, for that game. And I think that's certainly noteworthy when he made that second game day visit that they weren't with him. So kind of tough to pick between those two. I'll go Relaford, Bussy, McKinley. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. No, I definitely think McKinley likely. last. Like I, I, I think McKinley, I, I saw something about Texas, you know, being an option for a visit. I, I just think he just quietly just ends up signing with the Aggies. Yeah. McKinley's down that list for me too. So yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, go Relaford, I'll go Relaford most likely. I'm I'm intrigued by Bussy. I just don't know what to think there about how real a flip could really be. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's – I mean uh, – And they've already used their official. Relaford still has an official to LSU, which he said he is taking. Yeah. I it It's – we'll see if he makes it back. If he makes it back with the fam, we'll, we'll be finding out right down to the finish line whether he you know flips or doesn't i mean that that i just need to see the the family like come back obviously like i i think that's right you've got in-home visits i'm higher i'm higher on the percentage chance than you maybe yeah yeah i would yeah i i guess (laughs) i I I would say that (laughs) i probably i probably have a little bit higher chance on bussy than you maybe so i maybe we even each other out that's fair. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. 
we'll, we'll do I'll I'll roll a little higher on Relaford. You roll a little higher on Bussy. There we go. But hey, they'll take either or both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two really, really good prospects that uh Zach Payne uh would be excited about, uh, no doubt. Um, Shay, let's touch on a guy that LSU is watching closely. They they visited him last week. Um, during the bye week, that's Kai Bates, four-star cornerback who's been committed since this summer. Very quiet young man. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. I mean, at the, he was at AM this past weekend, too, for a visit. Yeah, that's true. I don't expect him to end up at Florida. Florida's not really recruiting him. I don't think he ends up at FSU. They don't seem to have turned up the heat there since he initially picked LSU. So it would be Tennessee or maybe a team like A&M coming in late. I know this. A senior season evals go on and you get to see these guys at their, you know, right before they head off to college. LSU pushed for Woodland and Causey because they really, really liked them. And they think they are high upside guys that could be developed. Jawan Johnson's guy I love. Obviously, they've had Wallace Foster committed, one of the first commits they had. And then there's Bates out there. I'm at this point right now, Billy, and I think we're on the same page, too, where from talking to sources that if Bates doesn't end up at LSU, I don't think that sources like LSU, that wouldn't kill their class. I know people think, oh, they need every corner. No, they need corners. Yes, you need to bring them in, develop them. But we saw it with Andre Evans. You lose one, you replace them with two others that you actually really liked a good bit. So. I'm not saying that Kai Bates won't be a good player in college. I'm not saying he may not sign with LSU. I'm just saying if he does not commit to LSU, they will either offer another high school guy or they will get a guy out of the portal or they will stick with the four they've got. I wouldn't be surprised if they offered another high school player as more and more guys emerge as seniors. Um, but this one's still fluid to me. If, if I were to bet, I bet Kai Bates does not end up at LSU. And I think most, rational LSU fans would be like, okay, then I'd believe it. There's been buzz around that going for like a month now. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. They need corners. Um, I love Bates' size. Like that was honestly like something that I learned a little bit, uh, always trying to learn about uh, Dwight, our buddy uh, Dwight Nudie McLaughlin, is that type of size is like important. And even you saw Makai Garner last year being a big corner, just be able to, to do well enough because of that. And that's where I like Kai Bates. He has a long way to go. There, there are still very much holes in his game. If I'm LSU, you, I would, I would keep going on him and see how the cards fall, but I'm with you where they're not like, they're just going to keep recruiting corners and keep figuring it out. And and that's my point. Yeah, and they're always evaluating players, and we've seen that. You know, that's something they do really well is they keep evaluating players. Like, yeah, people want to bring up, like, what happened with Gabe Relaford or whatever, but, like, that's an outlier. They have done, for the most part, a good job evaluating guys as senior years unfold. And, for example, we saw parting of ways, you know, mutual parting of ways with JoJo Stone, and he's going to find a good spot for him. And, you know, that was something where the evaluation process kept going. and you know, they are doing the same and it's really just going to be an interesting line to walk because they need to bring in corners. So if he signs with them, great. If he doesn't, they're going to go after others that they've been working on and they're going to feel good about those because those are guys that, because look, if you're at this stage 
and you are signing, trying to sign a high school player who's uncommitted, you feel really good about that player because you're a month and a week, a month and a week away from the, the portal opening. Like colleges across the country know some of the buzz around who might enter the portal and where they could help themselves. So if you're going to go offer a high school player right now, you really like that player. So if LSU does that, I, I absolutely trust that eval. Yeah, that, well, this is where you just trust the staff too. If if Kai Bates signs the LSU, great. If he doesn't, did they hit right on Woodland and Causey? Were those good offers? Were those good evals as seniors to go out and get them? And look, I'll say this. You can put on – those guys who put out midseason film, they're having very good years. They cover well. They tackle really well. So what do the rankings look like in the end? I don't know. I know there's a disparity between guys like Andre Evans and Kai Bates versus guys like Woodland and Causey right now. I'd say, does that look the same in the end? Or just the cornerback position is a tough one to eval. And if guys start to develop, they could end up outplaying their ranking. It happens all the time at that position. So I'm curious to see how it unfolds. I'm totally with you. If they if they get him and they keep him out of Florida with other teams on him and him making visits, great. If not, I trust the staff would just keep going out and recruiting corners, knowing we've got to take as many high school guys as we like, stack them up, and develop them. No doubt. Um, and once this whole recruiting process is over, the staff – well, just, last no, no, last thing I will say <laughs> because if anyone's thinking I'm trying to say like oh, I don't think Kai's any good, no, no, it's not that at all. If you are going to like for me, the additions of Woodland and Causey make me worry a lot less about what Kai Bates is going to do. If that makes 100%. sense, like if they didn't have those guys, I'd be like they they don't have anybody else. They got to keep him now that they have two guys committed firmly who they feel good about it makes it a lot less impactful if you lose a guy like that. And like to jog people's memory, it wasn't that long ago that we were sitting there saying, no, Andre Evans is a guy that they wanted. They wanted to keep. They had an early eval on him and Georgia flipped him. Make note at least that we're sitting here with another four-star corner saying LSU feels good about where their cornerback recruiting stands. And they've added two guys they feel good about. And they are evaling players. So I know people are going to, if anything happens with Kai Bates, they're going to jump down our throat and say, oh, no, you're just covering. Well, no, they had a guy flipped from them and Andre Evans where he said, look, that's, I mean, it's recruiting. He flipped to the two-time national champions. Like, what do you want us to say? They wanted to they keep wanted him. him. Yeah. Yeah. But on this one, they're evaling other high school corners because they feel like there are other good ones out there. And we'll see how the chips fall on on Kai Bates. So tell you what, once that early signing period ends, though, Shay, just maybe one night before the bowl game, the staff should have a group rogue shop party. I'm just saying, I'm just saying they can use the promo code Bengal Tiger for 10% off. They can have a great time. Richard and Char maybe even would come in for it and live walk them through whatever they need. And and you know, just like people. At the bengaltiger.com can go on rogueshop.com, use the live chat feature to chat with Richard and Char. The staff can do the same. Uh, for all the legal CBD, THC, and more, the gummies, the pain cream, the pre-rolls, the tinctures, they've got all of our subscribers at the Bengal Tiger covered. 
who have stepped up and wanted to check out Rogue Shop. It's been a great partner for us for well over a year now. Um, and, and people continue to uh, love what they get from Rogue Shop. Yep. I, for the third week in a row, still been sleeping on the gummies every night, soundly, 6.30 alarm hits. I'm up, I'm out, at them, fresh. I'm telling you, that is that is the go-to. If you get on there, just ask Char. I, I've stayed on my same dose, dosage the whole time, but what do I need to start out? She'll point you in the right direction. And um, for any of y'all who are up in the middle of the night, get being restless, whatever it is, thinking about what all you have to do. Um, the gummy, the sleep aid gummies are an absolute game changer for me. And check out uh, rogueshop.com uh, as I get uh, Keelan Moses up here um, for uh, all your needs on that front. Use promo code Bengal Tiger for 10% off. Um, but Shay, uh, we transition uh, not as smoothly on this end as I did on the front end, but uh, to talk about Keelan Moses, uh, the four-star linebacker in the class of 2025 uh, has set his commitment date for November 30th. Somebody on the board today posted, oh, is it is it today um, or is it yesterday? Um, no, November 30th, and the Tigers are heavily in the lead on the on three RPM. Yeah, I think Cobble at BRZ told me, he's like, yeah, I mean, I was about to go over to U-High yesterday and then realized it was actually November 30th. I was like, is nobody, everyone reads just dates. They don't read months. It's a month away, guys. Yes, uh, Keelan Moses locked in the younger brother, of Dylan Moses, who obviously went to Bama after playing at U-High in the IMG Academy. Um, but boy, does uh, this one feel different than that one. LSU uh, once had a commitment from Dylan Moses. He ends up decommitting. They went through that less miles firing and he sides with Bama. This one almost feels wire to wire LSU for me. He is a kid that they have told for a long time that they want him to be a cornerstone piece to recruiting Louisiana and kind of other guys in this 2025 class, but largely knowing the state of Louisiana is going to be really, really deep next year with top end talent. They've already got offers out to I think at least 10 guys in Louisiana for next year. So they want someone and that someone is Keelan Moses to be kind of a figurehead and Keelan's got the personality for it. Uh, like I've said before, gets along with everyone, very affable. I uh, love him as a kid, really good player, top 25 linebacker in the country, and someone who I think that could make a big difference. Look, he's going to take a visit to Florida. I wouldn't sweat it. I think this one is LSU. You and I both have our on three RPM picks on LSU. And in about a month's time, I would expect the Tigers to get some good news that could be the first of many dominoes that start to drop in 2025. Or the first of right now. They already have some commitments. Yeah, three guys in the top eight already committed, uh, I think top eight or top seven, uh, to, to, committed to already play for LSU. If Moses commits, that would give them four of the top eight in the state on the on three rankings for 2025. Shay, this 2025 class has a chance to be special. And if LSU is lining this up the way it's starting to look, it could be kind of domino after domino potentially, and they could just keep building this thing with, I mean, reckless abandon. This is a special 2025 class in Louisiana, and it could very much have the chance to be very good to LSU. I think they sign all eight of those guys. Harlem Berry, one running back in the country. Jabori Antoine, number three corner. James Simon, another top 10 running back in the country. Him, He's out of North Louisiana. Brett Bordelon's already committed. Devin Harper have LSU as the team to beat for on the offensive line. We talked about what Brad Davis can do there. 
He's heavy in on the Captain Shreve uh, Jr. Teron Francis out of cars already committed. J.D. LaFleur, the son of, uh, obviously, David LaFleur, who is first-round pick out of LSU, All-American. He's committed out of Sulphur. Keelan Moses at eight. He commits, uh, what, in 30 days. We just talked about our picks are on them. I think they get all eight of those guys. Jabori Antoine right now is the only one who I would say makes me sweat, LSU or Texas. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Jabori Antoine, uh, kind of the sweating uh, stage of things uh, right now with with LSU and, and Texas. And don't freak out. Take your rogue shop and yeah, calm down. I mean, I'm not saying he's leaving the state. I'm just saying he's clearly – he's visited two schools a bunch, LSU and Texas. It's, it's October 31st of 2023. Like, relax. Let's get into late spring before you start trying to freak out about it. But – no, I, I I just say that too because I mean both teams will soon have a guy on their roster that went to Westgate as well. So I mean, like it, it, you know, you kind of can cancel that out. Derek Williams is at Texas. LSU's got Demiron Johnson committed. Um, he's just a guy that I mean, I saw him in person, and he he plays quarterback. He got hurt unfortunately, so he's out for the rest of the year. Um, but watching him like trigger to the ball, it's it's special. I mean, he is a really, really, really good athlete that, I mean, he's he's special. So um, LSU's got him on campus a bunch, far more than we've been able to track. I think he's quietly been over there a couple times. So um, he's going to get recruited, though, like a, like a five-star should. So um, LSU's got to buckle down and get him. I'm with you, Shay. I think the, the top eight guys have a very, very, very good shot um, of being Tigers, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Another thing, too, they offered Corey Adams last week out of car. Um, and he's a good looking prospect who could end up being up in that range too. So who knows? Oh yeah. Those 25 rankings are so far from over to know what the top 10 might look like. But uh, I do think LSU is setting up very well for next year in Louisiana. Yep. Very good. Very good. Um, well, all right. Well, um, anything else, Shay? No, that was it. I, I wrote the rundown today, and that's everything I wrote. Boom. Good stuff. Well, guys, thanks for listening to this edition. This week, check out the BengalTiger.com 50% off annual subscriptions to our website. Jump on board for Bama Week. Lots of coverage. And that gets you covered all the way through next year. So early signing period, February signing period, transfer portal, all the visits that are to come, including all next summer. Jump on board. Join us. We've had a bunch of people jump on board already. It's a great offer, so check it out. It's about $4.58 a month. Crazy. So with that, guys, shutting down this edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week with another edition. Enjoy the rest of the week, guys. Thanks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.